This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. We've got a great show for you today. I've uh, got my co-host Graham Williams here with me. Thanks for joining me, Graham. I'm always happy to be here. So we've got a few things to chat about. Uh, Later on in the program, we'll be going through a Mother's Day gift guide for uh, the techie mom out there. We'll also be talking with Patrick O'Rourke from Mobile Syrup about the latest Google I.O. conference and all the new things that Google has announced are some really fascinating stuff. So I, uh, I'll tell you, you want to stick around for that. Uh, let's talk about some of the tech news uh, right now, Graham. One of the ones that I found very interesting, researchers say a breathalyzer has flaws, casting doubt on countless convictions. Uh, I think a lot of people say this, <laughs> but <laughs> what's the story behind this? Well, we've been hearing a lot about this because uh, the software that runs uh, these uh, breathalyzers in a lot of cases is what we call closed source. It's proprietary software that's been written by a company. And essentially, uh, the only thing they have to prove is that they can repeat results in a demonstrable way. So we don't actually get to see inside the box of how it works. Uh, what people are alleging is that the software is inaccurate. And because it is closed source, we can't actually be sure of what it is putting out. Um, so uh, one pair of lawyers have actually been able to uh, land that case in court and have had, had a look at the source code. And they are now alleging uh, that this one particular company, Draeger, uh, which is a German medical technology company, uh, that their breathalyzer is faulty. Uh, I mean, I've always been a big proponent of open source software and being able to see under the hood and be able to see how that software works. And I think that's actually something, whether it's a breathalyzer or a voting machine, it's very important for all of us to be able to see how these machines are working. So I think this is actually a very important case. Should be interesting. BlackBerry is announcing a, a new BlackBerry phone. They just won't die. Everyone kind of giggles when they when they say this, but uh, the hardware keyboard will not die. The key one was received moderately well. It's, it's sold quite, uh, well, um, fairly well through in the market. So the key two is coming and uh, it's going to be coming in June. It's going to have another hardware keyboard. So for those of you out there who uh, love still having BlackBerry thumb, it'll, it will be available to you. And it looks like it's going to be a mid-range Android handset with six, possibly six gigabytes of RAM and a mid-range processor, which for I'd say about 99% of Android users is going to absolutely rock. So if you've missed your hardware keyboard, uh, the key two might be the one for you. Uh, another interesting story in the news, uh, the Apple watch saved another person's life. Uh, in this case, a teenage girl, 18 year old, uh, Deanna Rechtenwald, uh, had a spike in her heart rate. Yeah. She was down in Tampa Bay, Florida. She was sitting in church, uh, and her heart rate spiked up to 190 beats per minute, uh, which actually let them, let her know that there was an issue and she's now been diagnosed with a heart condition. Uh, so this is something where, you know, quite reasonably it could have killed her. And, you know, from what doctors were saying, without immediate attention, it would have killed her. And we were actually hearing these stories all over uh, Canada, the U.S. and around the world uh, where the, the heart rate monitor on the Apple Watch uh, is actively saving lives. It's a very, very cool feature. Uh, I found a good deal on Apple Watches. Yep. Yes, uh, but it's down in the States Ooh, at, at Walmart. At Walmart. Yeah, so if you feel like uh, crossing the line uh, today before Mother's Day, this is a great uh, Mother's Day gift, by the way. <laughs> it's Apple Series 1 Apple Watch. Uh, they're usually 250 US. They have 100 bucks off right now. Wow. $149 at Walmart across the line in Bellingham. I've got an old Series 0 stainless steel, and I've been kind of waiting for Series 4, but 150 bucks that's actually... That's for the th- uh, the smaller one. Yeah. The bigger one, I think, is 179 which still is pretty good. Yeah, 179 US for a Series 1, That's I can't complain about that. Yeah, smoking. So I don't know if it's going to still be on right now, but uh, just thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah. 
what else in the news here, Graham? We uh, have uh, Snapchat starting to roll back to its old design. I think we actually said this when they rolled out their new design that what are you doing? Um, a lot of users basically looked at this and I've always said that Snapchat has had horrendous user experience and user interface design. Half the stuff was hidden behind, you know, side swipes from the screen where you don't know it's there. There's no indication of it. Um, and so they've basically started to roll back this just absolute train wreck of a UI, uh, rollout. So, uh, you know, it's funny. Most of the listeners right now do not care about Snapchat <laughs> that we have. <laughs> you, you know what? I, 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 I sympathize. I don't care about it either. So if you're over 20, you probably don't care about it. Yeah. If you're under 20, well, you probably stopped caring about it when the UI changed. So maybe this is important to you again, but, uh, you know, I just keep wondering about Snapchat. You know, I, I get Facebook. They've got over 2 billion users. Obviously whatever they're doing is working. I know they've got all these issues with privacy, but it's not like hundreds of millions of people are dropping Facebook right now, but Snapchat, it just keeps, uh, going with the younger audience. They, whatever, you know, whatever they're trying to do, it just doesn't resonate with older people. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there isn't a whole lot of substance there I find, right? Like it's, it's just, it's very immediate. It's kind of disposable. It feels a little trite. You know, I just, I'm like, where's the value here? Then again, I mean, I take a look at my Facebook feed and wonder where's the value sometimes. So six of one, I guess. Facebook hit with class action lawsuits over collection of texts and call logs. Speak of the devils. Speaking, <laughs> speak of the devil. Um, yeah. So, I mean, essentially, if you had an Android phone for a very long period of time, uh, Facebook was parsing your text messages, checking your phone calls, seeing who they were to, how long they were for, taking that, uh, that uh, data, packaging it up and selling it to people who wanted to sell you things or possibly sway your political opinion. Uh, this runs contrary to a number of privacy laws around the world. Um, and so in the United States right now, there's a class action lawsuit that is brewing. And I would imagine there's probably something very similar going on in Canada. Uh, Facebook, bad, bad you. And so this, uh, I think it's going to turn out roughly for them. Yeah. I wonder how, how long it's going to take for Facebook to get through this. Can they get through all of this? Well, you know what? I mean, at the end of it all, they'll still have Facebook dating. So maybe they might be saved. Yeah. Everyone's mad at them and I'm not happy, but I'm still using it every day. You know, I'm, I'm looking for, and I think I've said this before, I'm looking for a better service to help organize uh, events, like just basically saying, this is what's going on in my city right now. These are the friends that are going to it and I can go, I can buy tickets. That really to me is what Facebook is in a nutshell. I don't use it for much outside of that. So well, I used it to keep connected with family uh, and close friends, you know, just pictures and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, you, to your event thing, you have to have critical mass for that to mm -hmm. work. You have to have everyone you know on it. Yeah. And I mean, like, and so there's nothing else out there. Yeah. Meetup's not doing it. Uh, no, because who's on it? I, <laughs> I don't even know about it. Yeah. I, w I was on Meetup there for a while, uh, I think about eight years ago. So that kind of lets you know the time frame on that. Yeah. It's, um, there's, there's going to have to be a concerted push somewhere along the line. I'm just not sure who's going to do it. Google's tried and failed. I don't think Apple is interested. Maybe Amazon? Question mark? Yeah. You know what? Amazon's probably one of the few that has the the sheer numbers. Yeah, what about I mean, Apple? Well, Apple's Apple, right? But I, the thing is, Apple doesn't want your personal data. They don't no. want to be in your personal data. They actively, do, they're not interested in it. Uh, whereas Amazon, you know, they're getting you to add your reminders. They're kind of digging into your personal life with the things that you buy. They could be the one that, you know, basically if they flipped on some social features, they could actually turn this around relatively quickly. Uh, one other story here that you threw my way, uh, a smart exercise bike, Pel Peloton? Peloton, yeah. So this is, they, they're out in the US. They're coming to Canada and the UK. These things sell for about $2,600, which actually for an exercise bike. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but it's can, not. Can you get a real bike and just 
<laughs> cycle around like a normal person? You you could, but then you we've gotta, got we got many bike lanes here in Vancouver. You've got to go outside, and you know, for half the year, that's almost untenable. Um, but this thing actually comes with a camera. It comes with a tablet. Now, on top of the twenty six hundred, why do I want a camera on my exercise? Bike? Well, this this is why. On top of the twenty six hundred dollars, it also has a forty dollar a month fee, a subscription. <laughs> It's getting better, right? No, um, no, it's not. So this is actually for live classes and for on-demand classes. So for the live classes, you can basically tune in like a spin class where you can see that the people and uh, they can see you because that's what we all want when we're exercising is to see oh people. Oh my God. Christina, who we work with, would love this. Yes. Just just watch me sweat. Here we go. Um, I mean, the idea of live classes, I think is quite compelling. Uh, one of the most boring things about being on an exercise bike is the fact that you're there by yourself. Uh, usually I throw some music on if I'm, if I'm on a, on a extra cycle, but, uh, this is kind of a, I mean, for $2,600, you know, it's, it's obviously and $40 a month and $40 a month. It's obviously catching a lot of flack from users out there who are like, why would you pay for this? You could literally get your own tablet, throw Netflix on there and, and do this on a cheap, you know, $300 to $600 exercise bike. Obviously not the audience, right? There are folks out there for whom uh, maybe, you know, spin classes and cycling is incredibly important. Uh, you know, people who are interested in uh, having that user interaction with other people and for whom, you know, this is the thing that they're going to spend their disposable income on, or they have the disposable income to spend on it without thinking about it. So, well, it's easy to kind of poke fun at it and be like $2,600 plus 40 bucks a month. Are you insane? Uh, there are some very sane people out there who are going to love this. We have still so much more to talk about on today's program. You are listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. When we come back from the break, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. We have some Mother's Day tech, tech gift ideas from our friends over at London Drugs. And we're going to get the lowdown on what happened at the Google I.O. conference this week. Google has this Every year, they bring all their developers together and announce all the cool things coming on the Google platforms from Android to the Google Assistant. There is some really spooky, spooky stuff that you will have to listen to uh, after this break to see if you're uh, going to be afraid of the future. <laughs> you're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Thanks for having me. Uh, before we get into some of the announcements, I want to talk about Google Duplex, and I just want to play the clip first, okay? And then we can talk about what's crazy about the clip. Just a moment here. Good evening. Hello? Hello. Hi. Um, I'd like to reserve a table for Friday the 3rd. Okay, hold on one moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. So Friday, November third. How many people? For two people. Two people? Yeah. What time? At five PM. Okay. And your name? The first name is Daniel. That's D A N I E L. Okay. You're all set. Okay, so, Patrick, uh, that was a demo of the new Google Duplex. And tell our listeners uh, what we're listening to there. So it's it's kind of like Google Assistant. It's a voice-activated assistant. It seems to be based on that technology um, that Google's already released. It's available on smartphones and, and, and in the Google Home um, and other smart home devices. But it it uses natural language, and it's a, uh, kind of able to carry on a real conversation. So what you just heard, was um, a phone call being made to a hairdresser in order to make an appointment. Um, And Duplex was able to sort of navigate that conversation, 
respond with um, answers that made sense. And I think what was the most interesting about it is it sounds like a real person speaking. Uh, there's there's ums and ahs in there. There's sort of utterances. There's there's little ticks that, that the average person would have when they're speaking. And it, and it kind of adds uh, more realism to it. Uh, but what I would say is that there's no release date for this. We don't know a heck of a lot about it. Um, so it's quite possible that this may never come out. Uh, Google's kind of notorious for showing off this experimental tech at I.O. Um, so it's really, really cool. But if this does come out, it's probably a ways off. I mean, this is kind of uh, almost like Black Mirror when you when you think about it. Uh, you know, the Netflix uh, TV show, uh, kind of a glimpse into our future. Uh, you know, is there a future where we won't know if we're talking to a human or uh, a computer? So one of the things that Google's talked about since this reveal um, is disclosure. This kind of idea that, in some way, if this product, this, if this technology is released or it's implemented in a product in some way that uh, Duplex will disclose to whoever it's calling that you are speaking to um, what is essentially an AI robot voice, um, even though it sounds like a human. They haven't really expanded on what that disclosure is going to look like, whether or not it's going to be Google uh, Duplex mentioning that it's a robot before the call is made, during the call, after the call, so we don't know what that's going to look like. Um, But it's definitely brought up a very interesting ethical conversation uh, surrounding Duplex. Let's look at some of the other things uh, that were announced down at the Google uh, I.O. conference. Uh, this was kind of interesting. Visual navigation and personal recommendations right in Google Maps. How's that working? Uh, so the way it's going to work, I mean, one thing that I've ran into with uh, Google Maps before is sometimes it's difficult to tell which direction you need to go. So these almost augmented reality arrows are going to appear on the phone when you're navigating with Google Maps to a specific location telling you where you need to turn. Um, that that's kind of the big thing that Google's added in terms of that specific feature, um, and and I mean there, it was pretty well received during the presentation as well. I find this interesting, and uh, for the listeners out there, you really should Google this uh, and uh, check it out. Visual navigation in Google Maps. So uh, using augmented reality, it's using the camera on your phone in Google Maps, and uh, it actually, uh, as you're navigating, shows you you know which direction to go in. Uh, I found. This would probably be most useful for me when I'm walking. I always find when I'm in cities like, for example, New York or Toronto, and I'm trying to use walking directions, it, I'm, I always get confused as to which direction I'm going. And being able to hold up the phone and you know have the, uh, the actual street there in front of me uh, and have the arrows pointing the right way, that would be a huge help. Yeah, I think it will be very useful. I, I mean, one of the things that I'm wondering about it is, um, it's, it's often difficult to get a GPS signal in, in large cities, so that's kind of why the little arrow in Google Maps spins around when you're trying to figure out where to go. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering how accurate these kind of visual indicators in terms of direction are going to be. I think that's going to be the big, the big question surrounding it right now. And will I be walking into uh, bus posts? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, Google Lens is finally moving to the camera app. Tell our listeners what Google Lens is. So Google Lens has been around for a little while. Um, At at I.O., Google kind of showed off more features. But specifically, what Lens does is you you, uh, open up your camera app on your phone, um, your Android device, uh, or I think it's typically Pixel devices, but there's a few more devices that support Lens now. Um, And it's able to identify uh, products, objects in the environment, letting you know specifically what they are. Um, and, and at I.O., Google kind of showed off more features, kind of um, 
I guess, uh, gave, gave uh, Sean a spotlight on what Lens really is and, and what it's capable of doing. What were some of the other highlights for you from the conference? I mean, we're a mobile server. We're big on Android, so Android P was a big, a big thing for us. Uh, what what Google's kind of done with Android P is borrowed some of the features from the iPhone 10 um, in terms of navigation. There's this swipe up motion that the iPhone 10 has with iOS 11. That's now part of Android. Um, you could argue that that didn't really come from the iPhone 10. That goes all the way back to Palm OS and Web OS days. I remember that. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. So that that's kind of. I use the iPhone X as the next closest comparison, but I frequently get called out on it. I'm, I'm well aware that WebOS was the first to have it. Um, but uh, that that is an interesting move for Google because it's kind of Google following what Apple is doing in terms of navigation. Um, it's very fluid. There's been some criticism because it's a pretty big step away from what we've expected from Android. The sort of bottom navigation section of the operating system is now gone. Um, we've also seen some interesting stuff with notches. Um, if you turn on the developer options with an Android P, you're able to add a artificial notch to your your Pixel device or uh, or another phone that supports um, the Android P open beta. Um, and those those are the two big features. There's always very very small smaller changes um, that that Google announces, but those are really the the big stuff that came um, came out of I/O in terms of Android P. Uh, what about this new Android dashboard? What is that all about? So it's a, a visual representation um, of information that was typically pulled from Google Now, uh, which is Google's sort of. Uh, I, it wouldn't be a voice-activated assistant. It kind of gives you the information that you want to that that it thinks you want before you need it. Um, so this is kind of adding more uh, visual features to Google Assistant and kind of melding Google Now and Google Assistant into more of a unified platform. Very, very cool. Uh, Patrick, I want to thank you for joining us uh, again. We're talking with Patrick O'Rourke from Mobile Syrup. Thanks for coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. You are back with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo here in studio. As uh, we all know, Mother's Day is tomorrow, and of course we're a tech show, so why wouldn't we talk about some tech items that mom might like? On the line, we've got our good friend Matt Giroux from London Drugs. Thanks for joining us, Matt. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, wanted to get you on the line because uh, moms uh, increasingly uh, are getting more into technology. Uh, what are some uh, cool items uh, that uh, you're seeing in the store that moms might like? So we got a couple uh, really cool small photo printers that we have uh, featured at Lundrugs right now. Um, the first kind of small coolest one, I think, is called the HP Sprocket. Um, they're a small Bluetooth printer. Um, and when I say small, they're actually only about uh, about four inches by about two inches. And uh, the idea with these, you hook them up with your phone or tablet via Bluetooth and print small little two-by-three photos that have a sticky back on them. Uh, no ink's required because they use a new technology um, that's developed by a company called Zinc. And um, really quick, good photos. Um, nice for little kind of collages on walls or uh photos in your wallet. Printers are 159 but right now until the 17th of May, uh, anybody that buies one of the Sprocket printers gets a $20, $20 London Drugs gift card. That's pretty cool. You know, actually, uh, HP uh, sent me some uh, stats. Uh, they did a survey on Mother's Day gifts, uh, and they found that uh, a printed photo of a special memory is the most preferred Mother's Day gift for British Columbian moms. Uh, four Absolutely. in ten moms in B.C. 
said a printed photo of a special memory is the gift they would most like to receive more than twice as much as any other gift. Yeah, Interesting. I, uh, I hear that quite regularly here at the store. And uh, you said you had a couple of uh, photo printers. So the HP Sprocket, I, I actually am using one of those myself. They are fantastic, uh, and uh, I use it all the time. Awesome. Yeah, uh, the second one is from Canon. It's the Canon Selfie. Uh, the Selfie's been out for a long time. Um, the one that we have spe- on special right now at Lund Drugs, it's uh, the CP3000, or 1300, I should say. Um, right now, the regular price is 149 It's on sale for 129 And the idea with the selfie is it's a little bit more advanced than the sprocket. Uh, it prints four by six photos, um, and you can print from your um, smartphone or tablet, just like the sprocket. But with the selfie, you can also print from your computer, an SD card, or a USB stick. Um, Right on the printer, there's a little screen, so you can do some minor editing. You can crop, you can enhance colors, uh, you can remove red eyes, so you don't need a computer for that. Um, And then kind of the best thing with that one is when you buy the paper, you actually get the ink as well. Very cool. Uh, I've actually tried that uh, printer myself, uh, and it's it's. Pretty awesome, uh, but like you said, it's it's larger than the sprocket. It can print four by six uh, um, prints, kind of like the standard yeah. photo size. Uh, so, like yeah, the exactly. HP the HP sprocket, more kind of a pocket size thing uh, or purse size uh, little device. Uh, the Canon selfie might not stick that on a purse. No, it's definitely designed for home. Uh, with that being said, you can buy uh, a battery for that as well to make it a bit more portable. But it's nothing that you're going to be throwing in your purse. What else you got for uh, Mother's Day, Matt? So Connected Home is a pretty big thing going on right now. Um, so uh, to kind of make the home connected, we have some kind of really cool things. You can get um, light switches. You can get power outlets that you can all control with your uh, phone or tablet when you're on the go. Uh, but one of the kind of coolest things for the Connected Home is we have a new baby cam uh, by Arlo. Um, Arlo's into the home network uh, cameras. And, uh, yeah, their baby cam is um, kind of a unique one. Uh, it's actually in the shape of a little bunny rabbit. So the idea is you put it on your dresser in your child's room. Uh, the camera has a couple different features. Uh, it has an air temperature sensor. It has uh, two-way audio, so you can actually listen in or talk to the child in the room when you're not there. Uh, it also has a nursery rhyme player built in. Um, so if your child is restless, then you can actually play a favorite nursery rhyme, and uh, that's all remotely as well, too. You can be downstairs in the kitchen, and you can do all that. Um, that one uh, right now is on sale for $269, uh, but if you're part of our London Drugs Extras program, uh, then you actually get $40 off until the 31st of May. That's not a bad deal. I mean, I've I've had a chance again. Uh, obviously, I'm very techy here because uh, <laughs> I tried all these things here. Uh, that baby camera is fantastic. The quality is uh, amazing, and it's so versatile. You can just basically take that thing everywhere with you. Uh, much yeah. better than the baby monitors of of my my day, which was just kind of audio. This one's nice because not only can you hear the audio, but you can actually see uh, your little baby as well. And, and I think kind of the best thing with the Arlo is they've done a really good job at making this uh, advanced technology very simple to use. 
their application that you install on your phone is very easy to navigate through, and it's even easier to set up and start using. Very cool. We're talking with Matt Giroux over at London Drugs about uh, some potential Mother's Day gifts, more in the tech realm. Uh, what else you got on the list there, Matt? Well, tablets. We got lots and lots and lots of tablets. Uh, right now, our whole Samsung lineup is all on sale. Um, so a Samsung tablet, uh, you can get as cheap as 100 bucks. Um, that being said, if you want something with a little bit more power behind it, a little bit more um, faster processing speed or better screen, uh, you're kind of looking at spending at least about $120. Tablets have come down so far in price uh, over the years. Uh, so you know, what, what's the quality like in the 100 to $150 range? The $150 range, uh, you know, I bought my mom uh, a $150 tablet, and she loves it. Uh, what she uses it for is just kind of around the house, uh, something that's easier to navigate through than her phone, uh, but um, a little bit more portable than her laptop, so she doesn't need to sit down at her desk. She can just kind of sit on the couch. Uh, it's great just for kind of browsing the web, checking her emails, she plays a lot of games on it, uh, just like little card games and whatnot. So she loves it. The screen quality is good, so she quite regularly watches Netflix on it too. We have uh, time for one more uh, tech gift item, uh, Matt. What's the last one? Style. We got uh, um, a collection of cases and uh, bags from a company called Lout. Um, it's a unique collection because you can actually buy a laptop sleeve and case that will actually match an iPhone case. Uh, those guys go from anywhere between 50 and $40. Um, but they're very stylish, very bright colors, um, some spring and summer collection as well, too. So if you want to make your mom stylish with her all of her tech gear, then uh, Lout is the place to look. And you guys do have a, a huge selection of just uh, all sorts of different cases uh, for different smartphones uh, and laptops uh, as well, which would uh, obviously make a, a great uh, tech gift. Matt, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. That was Matt Giroux from London Drugs. When we come back, more tech to talk here on Get Connected. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and Graham here in studio. Before we get to the uh, app of the week uh, later in the program here, wanted to uh, chat about uh, this new streaming service from Steam uh, that'll essentially allow you to play your games as long as you're on the same network, for example, in your house, game from your PC uh, on your iPhone or iPad. Yeah, so this is actually... Explain Steam first to, to people out there. So Steam is kind of like the App Store. It is actually the world's uh, largest digital store for games. And this rolled out in the early 2000s, uh, put out by a company called Valve um, out of uh, Washington State. And uh, they were famous for uh, some, some very big games, Half-Life, Half-Life 2, Team Fortress 2, Left 4 Dead. Uh, so they made a lot of really cool games. They made a ton of money making these games, but they also wanted to build a platform to distribute these titles uh, so they could sell directly to the consumer and get around going to, to retail. And it's actually more convenient for the consumer as well. You want to buy a game? I mean, if you own an Xbox or a PlayStation or a, an iPhone or an Android phone, you're used to being able to click a button and get a game digitally. Well, that really wasn't a thing before uh, Steam kind of hit the market. So they've been doing an absolutely phenomenal job of curating this massive library of the world's, uh, the world's biggest library of video games. Um, all PC games, obviously, because they run on the Windows platform, the Mac platform, or Linux. Um, and so you buy your games with this and you can play them on your computer. That's great, right? Uh, Steam Link 
uh, was actually a hardware piece that we'd, you would plug into your um, television and it would let you use the Steam controller, which is kind of like an Xbox controller or a PlayStation controller, and play your games streamed across your home network from your PC onto your TV. So instead of sitting uh, in your basement on your PC or up in your room, you can have these games with a cool controller on your big screen TV in the living room. Absolutely. So and, and is it, like, is there any lag? I mean, is it precise? It is incredibly precise, especially when you have a higher speed network. So if you've got uh, wireless AC or if you're on wired Ethernet, you know, 10100 or uh, 1000 base T, uh, so the fastest networks that are out there, uh, this, there's no latency, right? It's, it's very, very quick. You can play Twitch shooters, you know, where you're uh, trying, to, trying to fight other people online and you'll, you'll actually be able to win these games um, with the right, you know, either the Steam controller or a keyboard and mouse. So the big deal now is that uh, coming later this month, uh, Valve is releasing a Steam Link app for, uh, for iOS and Android. And so this is going to let you, instead of streaming across your network to uh, a Steam Link piece of hardware, you can actually stream to your iPad or uh, your telephone. And using Bluetooth Low Energy, you can connect the Steam, Steam, Steam controller to those devices, and now you can play your computer games uh, on your tablet or on your uh, on your mobile device. It's a very cool little feature. It basically gives you so more like these high powered PC games. Mm-hmm. Like so, say you got like a two or three thousand dollar PC because you're playing all the latest 3D shooting games. You can now play those on your iPad. That's correct. Yeah. And the lag, it's going to be... Like I said, as long as you're on that high-speed wireless network. So this is actually a good time to say if you're on a lower-speed network, you're on you know, an original uh, N-series network, um, you know, it's probably time to take a look at a new mesh networking device. Uh, Up- to upgrade get, your router. Upgrade your router. Get better signal throughout your house. Uh, everybody's doing it, right? You can get some great ones from Netgear. I uh, get some great ones from D-Link. Uh, so maybe check those out. And uh, I know we've actually done a number of reviews on Get Connected about uh, these devices. So uh, there's a subtle pitch to go check that out on our YouTube channel. I have a little project that I'm doing right now. I'm just getting going on it. Uh, we've talked about these Rasb- Raspberry Pi computers in the past. Mm-hmm. These are these little mini uh, computers you can buy uh, mostly online. A good website, uh, canakit.com. Uh, actually, a local uh, uh, group here. Um, they sell little kits that have everything kind of assembled for you. And it's like under 50 bucks. Yeah. And you get like a, a sweet little computer, about the size of a deck of cards, really. And you can do all sorts of kind of things with it. You can load uh, programs like Kodi uh, and stream all sorts of uh, movies and TV shows and channels from around the world. Uh, what I'm looking at doing is as building a, um, a retro arcade system on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, an app you can get for it called RetroPie. And it uh, is an emulator for all your favorite old arcade games, uh, Super Nintendo, Sega, Atari, everything. And it's pretty cool so far. Uh, you can get little cool cases for your thing too as well. Uh, I've ordered one online that makes it look like a little Super Nintendo. And uh, yeah, you can hook this up to your big screen TV and uh, hook up uh, some cool USB game controllers to it. That's a, that's a, it's a very slick little setup. Um, the one thing that we should probably say is as with any other system that uses emulators, you should own an original copy of the game. So if you are using an emulated copy, make sure you have a copy that you have a license for as well. But there's a lot of uh, what they call homebrew games out there as well. These are games that people have made for the different systems uh, that you can download for free. Absolutely. Have you tried this before in RetroPie? 
I haven't tried RetroPie itself. Now, I have used a lot of the emulators that are in there. So built into RetroPie, you've got ZDoom, which basically runs games like uh, Hexen and the original Doom. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's got DOSBox, which will let you run older DOS like adventure games. Um, there are There's ScumVM, which runs the old LucasArts adventure games uh, back in the uh, 80s, 90s, early like 2000s. Monkey Island? Or? Monkey Island, Indiana Jones, uh, Maniac Mansion. Some really, really great titles here. And if you're sitting there listening to these titles and going, these guys are absolutely crazy... I, you know, I was crazy for these games when I was a kid. They're really, really cool. Um, and so there's a, there's a ton of these really great emulators out there. So again, if you do have a legal copy of some of these games, uh, you can put them all in one place and play them very, very conveniently. Apparently you can even hook up, uh, there's this big giant joystick thing I have. It's like arcade quality called an X-Arcade tank stick. Um, they're about 180 bucks US. You can get them from the xarcade.com website. And you can hook this into this little retro pie as well with a USB. That's one thing I've got to say. I've got a I've got a Mad Cat stick at home for playing Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, and you really cannot go wrong with a good quality hardware joystick. Excellent, excellent purchase. It uh, it will be interesting to see how well this works. I'm actually uh, building a projector into my uh, and screen into my family room, so I'm I'm going to have like big twenty foot images. <laughs> I don't know if they're twenty feet, but but uh, that's know, that's Pac Man that, on a giant screen. That's the best way to play Pac Man, right there. Anyway, my wife doesn't know about this yet. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Alana, if you're listening. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's kind of a fun little project. There's so many things you can do with these little Raspberry Pis uh, as well. So uh, I'll I'll keep you uh, up to date on what's happening with that. I'm looking forward to seeing it. When we come back from the break, it's going to be App of the Week time. We'll talk about uh, some of our favorite apps. You're listening to Get Connected. It's brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and Graham here in studio today. Don't forget to listen to our sister show every Sunday here on CKNW 980 and across the Chorus Radio Network. It's on at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning for one hour. We talk about all the latest and greatest apps. Tomorrow, uh, we've got uh, some really cool segments. We've, of course, got our Hot 5 app countdown. We also have what's streaming on all the streaming services like Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. And just so many different tips and tricks for your smartphone and tablets. Uh, And speaking of apps, Graham, what's the app of the week? So the app of the week is a really cool app called Portrait by Imagely. So if you like taking selfies and uh, you want to have something that's maybe a little bit more artistic, uh, this one's kind of fun. So there's, there's really no learning curve here. Just basically point your camera lens at someone or use your selfie shot and, uh, you'll actually be able to see in real time a bunch of really cool different effects. So there's filters for black and white poster effects, watercolors, some very cool uh, psychedelic double exposures. And this is all done in real time. So unlike other, you know, portrait apps that make cool effects after the fact, like Prisma, for example, um, this happens in real time before you take the picture and you can actually see what the shot's going to look like. So basically, uh, just snap snap the picture and go. The cool thing about this, the app is free. What's the catch? There must be like in-app purchases. There are no in-app purchases for this. This is basically just have fun with it. It's been put stealing, out by- Stealing all my private information. <laughs> mo- most definitely, yes. Um, there's, It's basically really easy to use and they want you to use their Imagely hosting service online, but you don't have to. Again, the app name? Image, uh, Portrait by Imagely. And you've tried this and you like it. I have. It's really, really neat. That was the app of the week. Don't forget to listen to the app show tomorrow morning. Sunday's here between 10 and 11 on CKNW 980. That's all the time we have left. I want to thank everyone that helps put Get Connected together. Don't forget to uh, watch me on Global Noon Hour News and the Global Morning News Mondays and Wednesdays for all the latest 
tech updates. Mike and Graham signing off for Get Connected. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.